0: welcome everyone to lessons with mike with a very special guest uh, published author and award-winning producer and artist rebecca perry hello today we're going to be talking about creativity and the human spirit very exciting <laughs> stuff
1: yes definitely
0: <clears throat> so i wanted to lead with some research i had been doing on uh some eastern religions and those views on creativity um If you look at the chakras, what's very interesting to me is the sacral chakra right right above your navel Mm -hmm. is where uh, creativity is allegedly located. And what's interesting is creativity is also connected with sexuality.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, That's actually really interesting because... Um, a couple weeks ago, I made all of my friends take a chakra test, and um, myself included. And actually, my sacral chakra is incredibly high. And my root and my navel are lacking. And my throat chakra is also really active. So um, I was watching a YouTube video, and they were talking about how that's actually really common with people who are like creative because, um, like you said, it has to do with feeling and emotion and sexuality. Um, and then your throat chakra also being with like expressiveness and using your voice to talk about your truth and like what you believe in. And even more interestingly is that um, I know like uh, you'd asked me to, or I had offered, I had offered to write a song and I hadn't done it. And, I, and I, I was realizing, I was like, wow, I'm in such a creative slump. And I had been having all these dreams about me trying to like seduce men. Like it was just really weird, um, and I like all of these men were actually people that I really looked up to, creatively, um, and I kind of like dinged in my head of like I think my subconscious is trying to tell me that like something is like not working the way that's supposed to, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. like I'm like something is blocking me from my creative flow right now and I'm like trying to get back into it so that's really cool that you brought that up because I also wanted to bring that up so all this
0: awesome we're on the same wavelength yeah I I have always wanted to actually create something but I suck at most things (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) like I've never been any good at singing I can't sing I can't draw I took Mm. piano lessons for a little bit but I didn't have the patience for that so when I got (laughs) the idea for this podcast I was like finally something i can create and yeah. i've been having so much fun with it oh that's there was so one good. point i was putting episodes out like every day at one point it's so much fun doing this
1: mm-hmm. and
0: you learn so much about different people and different perspectives i've had uh, i had um, a medical student on in one episode and that was a very interesting one we talked about his experiences and it's just it's so interesting and i'm really happy to finally have a creative outlet And I've got to say, once you have an outlet, this is my first time having, like, a big creative outlet. But all my stress with work has gone down. Mm. All my stress in a lot of other areas has gone down. Wow. It's the point where instead of, you know, spending time stressed out, all that extra time is going towards this.
1: (laughs) Right. That's so, that's really cool. Like, Like, just having, like, do you feel like it's, like, that sense of purpose outside of just, like, work? Yeah, as I feel well. like
0: – and a lot of jobs these days don't provide – like, the purpose of a job used to be to provide for yourself. Like, back 200 years ago, most people were either farmers or inventors of some kind. Right. But now, most jobs, I don't feel like, provide a sense of purpose. Mm. And so it is really nice because I work in a, a toxicology environment. My mm-hmm. only purpose is pee in this cup. Okay, thanks. Okay. <laughs> but but now i have this and this is just really nice to to have this
1: that's so cool so what was like the original like inspiration for doing this
0: well the original idea this is the crazy story actually so i was in goodwill because i love going to goodwill and other thrift stores Mm -hmm. and i found a hat that said lessons with mike and of course i had to buy (laughs) it (laughs) and then uh this is a if you know any hat people, this is a problem we all have. We'll buy 50 hats, but we'll only ever wear one. Right. And so I threw my lessons with my cat in the hat pile. I just never wore it. I always wore my other hat. But the thing is, like, every few weeks, we're like, you know, what? I hate this hat. And then we get another
1: one. <laughs> so... Yeah. That's how I am with, like, clothes in general. Yeah. <laughs> I just have, like, three articles of clothing I wear for, like, six months. And then I'm like, mm, I'm done now.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, I'll alternate between hats and so I picked up this hat and I was like, oh, let's, it's really cool that I found this. So I looked it up. I couldn't find it anywhere. I couldn't find any information about the hat. I couldn't find <laughs> any other versions of the hat anywhere. So I was like, oh, this is a pretty unique hat. And I was wearing it. And A couple of weeks later, uh, I was talking with my friend Drew, who is starting his own, um, who was at the time starting his own YouTube project. And I was like, you know, it'd be really cool to have something, just sit down, talk with people. And because we have a lot of funny stories. And then I was texting Drew about it, and the idea. It could be lessons with Mike where we, hmm. you know, talk about a topic with whoever and hopefully it's entertaining and hopefully people learn something from listening.
1: That's awesome. I feel like that suits you so well. Cause I mean, I haven't spent too much time with you, but from what I've seen, you seem to be a very like sociable like person, like draw a lot of people in and like, um, you seem to be like able to have a lot of conversation about a lot of different topics. So it seems like a really perfect little fit for you as far yeah. as like
0: a creative outlet. That's really awesome. Yeah, thank you. I'm I'm having so much fun doing this. <laughs> Enough about me. Ah uh, I see what you're <laughs> it was doing. Fun. You're, you're doing a psychological <laughs> reflection trick. You're deflecting on me. No. <laughs> so so what inspires you? Like, what do you do to get out of these creative slumps?
1: I think that, like, a lot of creativity is, like, actually comes from discipline, which unfortunately I'm not very good at. But, like, it actually, for me, comes from, like, letting myself be, like, still, you know, in Mm -hmm. silence and actually just, like, showing up and doing the thing, you know? Because, like, I was reading this book called... Uh, Big Magic. Have you ever heard of that? No, I have not. Oh, cool. It's a, it's a pretty. I haven't finished it, but it's, it's a, it's pretty okay so far. Um, it's actually by the lady that wrote uh, Eat, Pray, Love, I think, okay. and she talks about how like creative inspiration is actually like she believes it's more of like an external thing, um, and that it's really just about being open to receiving it. Okay. and i kind of like that because i think that we put a lot of pressure on it ourselves Is like like a lot of creative or artistic people i know just like put a lot of pressure on themselves to like be this type of person that can like come up with all this content especially right now in like the climate that we're in where mm-hmm. everything's about like mass production of content and things and I just kind of like that idea of like just being like a open willing vessel of like oh I I just like I open up my awareness to like life and Mm -hmm. um I think a lot of times things just like kind of come to you from that space and um and I am inspired a lot by other artists and my friends who are really passionate um as well and like um for me beginning out with creativity I think that it was just um really a way for me to like express myself cuz I right. didn't really have like I have I've always had a lot of feelings I've always been very like I just need to like get stuff out of me and I didn't really have anyone to talk to most of growing up so I think that you know it just kind of naturally ended up
0: uh, now, that that's interesting that you're using a that that book talks about externally, because we we grew up in or, or we grew up in similar settings. I think from what yeah. I know, and a lot of religious aspects are in that. Like you have to you have to pray to receive um, uh, God's desire or God's will for you to do this. You have to you have to fast and pray, and the Lord will bestow energy on you, <laughs> and inspiration. Yeah, and then, and then also it's like this is something I I heard a lot. God created so that and imbued us with a spirit of creativity Mm -hmm. as well. And I don't—I'm not much of a believer in these things anymore, but it's very (laughs) interesting. (laughs) Yeah, how the creative spirit is an aspect of all religions I'm aware of. Yeah, whether it be a Christian thing or a Hindu thing or Muslim thing, it's like we're not here just to exist and receive. We're here to put something out it's better to, you know, give than receive. That's, that's not just giving money. It's, you know, giving of yourself. And that's what art is. It's an extension of yourself that you give out into the world.
1: Right. Yeah, exactly. And, um, I was like curious, like when you brought up that, um, you know, the chakra thing, like what brought you to like, look into that as part of creativity?
0: Yeah, well, I, I've, um, I had heard about chakras before and I've read about chakras and I would remembered when we were, uh, we were talking about doing this, that one of them was dealing with creativity. So I was looking into that mm-hmm. and I just think that's really interesting because your navel, your belly button, that comes from your umbilical cord hmm. and that's where as a, as, as a fetus, you would get nutrients from the mother. So in a way, I guess you could say that creativity is just, even before you're born, it's being embedded into you through a biological sense.
1: Hmm. Well, you're being created. So yes. that makes
0: sense. <laughs> <laughs> See, I had something so profound. I thought it was. And you just took it and squished it.
1: I honestly love doing that. Like, it's really fun. Like, um, sometimes go on dates with guys and they'll be like pontificating. And then I'll just repeat back what they said in really small words. And they're like, hmm.
0: <laughs> See, I thought for sure that that was going to be a groundbreaking statement. <laughs>
1: no <laughs> no, it's good it's a good one I like it
0: this um, is why you're the uh the published successful musician. oh my gosh
1: I'm not I okay let us just clarify for a second I have not won awards yet um who knows what will happen in the future but I appreciate I appreciate the belief Mike I do no no um, you
0: you have won an award you won the the Mike Hall award for <laughs> most interesting company name
1: Thank you. Oh yes. Uh yeah, I honestly really need to get that tattooed on my body sometime soon. Yeah. Um I also can there be like a Mike Hall of Fame? The Mike Hall of Fame. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Yay. And then all you the know, people on your podcast can be in it.
0: I've always liked my name. It's it's Mike Hall. But mm-hmm. uh when you say Mike Hall really fast it sounds like Michael. Michael.
1: Michael Michael <laughs>
0: I've always thought that was cool. It's
1: like double double name in the name. Very it's, it's neat. An, it's like a
0: loop. <laughs>
1: hmm, maybe I could use that in your intro song.
0: Yeah. Whenever because, uh, my brain decides to write that. When, so. I know you're working hard on it.
1: Uh, <laughs> yes. Day it. and night.
0: <laughs> I picture you just, you know, burning through pens and pencils like you're writing so fast. <laughs> It just, the fire starts to erupt, and you have to put out the fire, and that, of course, pushes back the progress.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it keeps burning up all the papers, and then I'm just, like, I don't remember what I wrote, so.
0: You finally come out, you're like uh, Squidward uh, in that one scene where he has the papers and he looks all disheveled.
1: Oh, my gosh. Or, like, Spongebob when he, like, spends, like, that entire time trying to write the essay, and then it's just the...
0: The, really, fancy. really
1: fancy i know i mean i was like really impressed with his calligraphy skills honestly
0: yeah uh you know i definitely could not write the word uh <laughs> that fancily no matter how many much time i had
1: i i agree um i actually interestingly was like why i think i struggle with like um personally like creating for other people is like Cause I'm like, I want it to be so perfect for them, you know. That but so like, nice. But but I'm just like that fear of like they're not gonna like it is like so like crippling sometimes, you know. It's just that insecurity I'm still working through. But
0: yeah, I've got to tell you, even with this, it's the same way. Cause like I was dragging my feet on starting this because mm. I was like, oh, what if it's not well liked? What if it doesn't go over well? and then drew my friend drew was the one who was pushing me to start and he was like i'll do the first episode with you so that way you know it'll go well
1: that's sweet
0: yeah drew drew's great yeah and the first episode even afterwards i was like oh gosh i hate it (laughs) i I would not edit the first few episodes i was like i hate the sound of my voice i will Mm. not listen to this yeah it's hard over time I've gotten to the point where that doesn't bother. And for the first time in my life, I can hear myself on a recording and not cringe.
1: Hmm.
0: It's a great... It's great. I hope everyone is able to work up to that for themselves.
1: Yeah, I definitely feel like it's
0: another level of, like, self-love for sure. Like, (laughs) Like, I didn't even notice it until I was editing one day. and was like, oh, that's weird. I'm not concerned with how I sound that never happens <laughs>
1: yeah I think that's beautiful um I think yeah that makes a lot of sense and I can see where like for instance like writing stuff you can like edit it so much before somebody even sees it you yeah. know uh-huh. or hears it and with this it's just kind of like I don't know. Like, this is me. Yeah, it's just it's just you, and it's, like, forever recorded, <laughs> like, out oh, yeah. in the world. Yeah, I can see that being really intimidating, for sure. Well, good job.
0: Thank you. And then something else. This is a nice segue. You oh, mentioned nice. how with writing, you have time to edit. Uh, would you not think that you have something that you write, like, mm-hmm. as a writer, and then you edit it down so much to be palpable or what you mm. think would be more appealing to everyone else? That it loses what makes it special and in trying to make it better you make it worse
1: yes that is a real thing for sure um that's a that's a really great question i it reminds
0: me of have you ever heard of the show songland i think it's on like nbc or something is that like where they have to like they put them all in a room and they're like you can't leave until you write a song
1: (laughs) (laughs) no (laughs) No, that that be does that exist? Because that would be kind of yeah. Funny. I, I've seen what? that on TikTok.
0: Wow, that they like, they're given like three words and they're locked in a room and they have like an hour to fully write and produce a song.
1: <laughs> wow, that actually sounds really cool. I yeah, would love and the that. songs always
0: turn out really good too. Yeah. It's, like a, it's like a it's like an activity they do at a at a camp for musicians.
1: Mm, okay, I actually think I've seen like like the product, like the end product of that, but I didn't realize it was like a whole thing that's really cool actually yeah i can talk about that a little bit later but like um i think song songland is like a show it has like ryan ryan tedder and esther dean and this other country music man i don't remember his name but um they're all like big producers and basically like four they'll they'll bring in four songwriters um and they'll perform their songs for them oh and guest celebrity judges so like they've had like Jonas Brothers and Megan Trainer and you know pop people basically you know I think mm-hmm. Usher was one of them and basically like for instance like the Jonas Brothers would choose uh, what oh well they get to choose like which producer works with which songwriter and then they work on their song and they kind of edit it down and then they get to the Jonas Brothers, I'm not explaining this well. The Jonas Brothers would basically get to choose. They <laughs> get to choose which uh, song they want to actually like perform
0: and record themselves. Okay.
1: Does that make sense? I can yeah. Really say so that. basically,
0: <laughs> let me let me repeat this back to you. and see Okay. If I'm right. It's a competition, yes. and the winner of the competition gets the celebrity guest to perform their song.
1: Oh, my gosh. Thank, see, you did the same thing I did. You just, wow, thank you. Yeah. Yes, that's it.
0: <laughs> no, small see, word, it. do trick. Why use many word when <laughs> few <with> word do... <laughs> Yeah, when small word do trick or few <laughs> word, I don't know. <laughs> but that but yeah. sounds really fun.
1: Yeah, but the problem with it to me is it's so sad because these people will, like, come in with these, like, really personal songs sometimes and And they're they're like
0: like, "Oh, you lose
1: no well sometimes they're like yeah we can't use this but then other times they're like okay like how do we like engineer this to be as generic as possible so many people will relate to it and will want to listen to it and i'm just like "Ah." it's (laughs) Like,
0: like you create like the statue of david and you're like no, I don't like that yet. Like it's like an episode <laughs> of SpongeBob where they make that art sculpture. Yeah, and Squidward keeps putting little noses on it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> man, we just make lots of SpongeBob references here. Oh Let's yeah, go. Every, not
0: an episode goes by. I don't think. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, that means you're making quality content already. But let me
0: uh, thank you. And I just thought of something else that I that I written down earlier that I wanted to mention. Mm. So in regards to like taking what you create and then Mm -hmm. editing it down for the sake of the world or for your own sake. If we look at a lot of like really well-known prominent artists, uh, Van Mm -hmm. Gogh, Michelangelo, not so much Michelangelo, but just focusing on Van Gogh, he has a lot of mental illnesses Mm -hmm. and it's argued that those mental illnesses helped him express himself in a way to where he didn't censor himself. Right. So that's something really interesting how something that could be looked at as a detriment, uh actually what's the word for makes better? Uh improves <laughs> <the> creative output. <laughs> Uh, blah, 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 blah,
1: blah. you yes. get any
0: of that yes <laughs> okay
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah actually so there's this other podcast um I guess it's called uh, uh blah, blah. what is it called actually I think it's called Personology, oh, yeah. and they talk about like prominent figures throughout history but from like a cycle like a like a
0: psychological
1: yeah like a more modern psychological lens
0: yeah and
1: they did had an episode on van gogh and actually a lot of people think he had a form of like epilepsy that didn't manifest in seizures but actually manifested in hallucinations so a lot of people think that what he was painting was actually just like a direct representation of like what he was actually seeing that's so cool even like the color distortions and things like that were like it was like actually him just expressing his very interesting perspective which I think is really beautiful because like in a sense like I'm really sad that he suffered so much at the same time but like that he inspired so many people through using that like not censoring his own flaws and like humanity you know
0: yeah so suffering in a way produces art
1: I think it helps yeah Yeah, I I
0: think so someone who doesn't have any any like trauma or any any personal experience to dwell from, is not going to be able to express themselves as well as someone who has, like it, you look at any piece of media, and like uh, Game of Thrones for instance, mm-hmm. uh, the first few seasons where it was actually based off George R R Martin's work are really good, but then once it caught up with that, the people who were behind the show were not. They were making it up themselves, and it wasn't as good. Yeah. <laughs> they had moved on to other projects and didn't care as much. It was very obvious.
1: Yeah. Yeah. See, so uh, do, do you know much about George, is it R.R. Yeah. Martin? Do you know yeah, much I, about his, like, background?
0: No, I don't. Do you?
1: No. Um, <laughs>
0: I thought you were about curious. to get some really cool George R. R. Martin. Facts.
1: No, I'm. I mean, I got through about four seasons of Game of Thrones, and I was like, "Wow, I'm really sad now." I, I really just
0: didn't watch it.
1: Need to quit. Like it was, oh. yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I'm
1: really like impacted by like sad media. You know, it like makes like I'm already kind of a sad person, so just like triples that sadness exponentially so
0: well anyway. let me tell you about george r, r. martin okay. okay so his family <laughs> his family used to be super wealthy but then okay. they lost it all okay and so martin growing up and this is i just literally pulled up his wikipedia page
1: <laughs> i was gonna say it was like the recesses of mike's mind <laughs> yeah
0: i just let me just figure this so it, it says here That he was reminded of how his family used to be rich every day when he passed what used to be his family's dock and house.
1: Oh, that's sad.
0: Yeah, it made him feel that even if they were poor, they came from greatness that had been taken away from them.
1: Well, that's less sad. Well, oh, wow, that makes a lot of sense. Okay, keep going.
0: Yeah, so... This is so interesting to me. Yeah.
1: Now we just need to do an episode on George R.R. R.
0: Martin. We I guess. need to. We need to do a whole <laughs> episode on him. There was another guy I was thinking of. I was trying to remember his name, but I couldn't. Like a very prominent psychologist, hmm. psych- psychologist who was in the Holocaust. Uh, what was his name? Frankel? No. What? Frankel? Yes, that guy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's such a weird franco <laughs> it's a weird name yes man's He's search cool. for meaning that's what it was Yes.
0: yes okay so he was talking about how the man the human spirit is powerful enough to get through any trial mm-hmm. as long as they can find or create a reason to get through the trial
1: 100 percent. that makes sense to me like the purpose like purpose to pain you know
0: yeah. like and that's what a lot of And then, of course, after he went through the Holocaust, he put this book out. That could be his way of getting through it.
1: A hundred percent. I mean, I think, like, I was, um, like, just personally, like, a lot of uh, when bad things have happened to me. And I think, like, creativity is, like, alchemy in a sense. Like, you're taking those bad things and you're turning it into potentially something hopefully beautiful that other people can relate to. And I think creativity, because of that gives a lot of pain purpose as well which is why I think like we were talking about a lot of people who suffer and have trauma or like mental illness are typically end up being like tend to gravitate more towards creativity because it's like that combination of like I -hmm. am free to express my sorrow but also it's actually serving a purpose that's bigger than the sorrow itself
0: yeah I really like that yeah there was something else uh that I want to talk about before we wrapped up and that's the commercialization of creativity i know disgusting (laughs) (laughs) i hate it (laughs) so it used to be this is a very perfect segue people would be like oh this terrible event happened to me how can i use this to how can i translate this and make the world a better place for it or how can Mm -hmm. i find a way to keep living now the idea is Grandma just died. How can we market from this? Oh my gosh. Oh my
1: gosh. No.
0: (laughs) How can we up our Instagram likes by profiting (laughs) off of grandma's leukemia? How do we do it?
1: (laughs) No. Oh, that hurts me. But yeah, I
0: know. (laughs) It hurts, but it's true. I know. And in this, actual creativity is going down because people aren't caring so much about the product
1: they are caring about
0: how they can profit off of mm-hmm. the product.
1: Yeah. Yep. Which again brings us back to songland in the sense of like how do i produce this and gener-, gener like make this as generic as possible so as many people want to
0: consume this. Exactly. Like it's niche like the- forms of media are getting harder and harder to come across and you can all, you can also look at this in the entertainment industry. All the big movies now Mm -hmm. are all the same plot yes 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 they're all the same and if you get an actual independent good movie it won't make any money and that decreases. like um the never mind i don't know what i'm talking about (laughs) i was gonna think of an example but nothing came to me that's okay Uh, but Uh... all the marvel movies Mm. nowadays like let's say you take the film blade from 20 years ago and compare that to the new thor film blade would not work today or it wouldn't have been made today because it's just so different than the cliche typical marvel movie mm. and it just it wouldn't have been made because there's this. for one there's simply not enough jokes
1: yes not enough funny hahas.
0: yeah and it's a rule now that in marvel movies no matter what is going on there must be a joke every 30 seconds
1: yes otherwise we will divert our attention to our phones and will not look at
0: the screen this is bad but like the only reason i still go to movie theaters is that that's like the one place i know where i'll watch a movie and not be on my phone
1: yeah i get that like and that's
0: like only because of like the social Uh, backlash
1: (laughs) yeah like the the pressure of i want to be not ridiculed and yelled at is keeping my attention not the actual movie yeah (laughs) (laughs) that checks out um well interestingly i think like part uh, i mean i've heard so many of my friends who are like music people really have a hard time with how everything is like so revolving around tiktok now yeah. Where it's actually people are literally writing songs to fit into like a TikTok format. Instead We're of like, working. yeah, like it's like because that's like where people are getting the most exposure and I don't entirely blame all of the artists. I blame I blame a lot of
0: things on capitalism to be honest with you personally, yeah. but
1: well, <laughs> But let's if, go ahead. What? There's
0: not enough A lot of jobs don't pay enough. So, of course, everyone – and the message we keep getting is you're not making enough money, start a side hustle. You're obviously not working hard enough.
1: Exactly. Instead of like, hmm, maybe you should be able to feed yourself and like live comfortably after working 40 hours a week. I mean I, I would prefer if we didn't even have to work 40 hours a week to be honest with you. but.
0: Yeah, um, but like anyone who is working they shouldn't have to worry about this exactly
1: like yeah i completely agree like when um, i hear my friends have like three jobs or something i like want like why to crawl on under a rock and never return back to society <laughs> but... i
0: was applying uh for a second position just to make some extra money this was months ago and the position would have been this is how it's set up in the interview so it would have been a weekend position Uh, I only had to work four days a month, though. It was like a a part time worker at a mental health facility only had to work four days a month. But for every additional day, there were incentives like it was if you work two additional days, you'll get an extra dollar an hour. Mm. So businesses incentivize you at this point to work more right and if i had taken that job i know me i would have been like okay i'll be there every single every single saturday and sunday i will be there
1: (laughs) right yeah it's like it's wild because we it's like just surviving it sometimes i feel like is like like them dangling like a carrot in front of us on like a treadmill it's just like Mm -hmm. never ending and it's like i think about too how um have you ever noticed like how so much so many people in like Hollywood or even like the music industry come from wealth already Mm -hmm. or they're like born into it. And I'm like, Hmm, like I wonder if the reason we're stuck in these ruts is because it's just the same perspectives and the same people just spewing out the same stuff over and over again, because we're not actually allowing for the voices of maybe like, like maybe if this person didn't have to work like 60 hours exactly. a week, they could actually contribute to like society and the creative culture around them. But we're like suppressing our, our potential, yes. you know, like as just like a whole society by just keeping the elite mm-hmm. in the power and influence, yeah. you know.
0: Individuality is being suppressed mm. because think about it. Let's say someone does work 40 hours a week and they decide to start uh, songwriting.
1: Mm-hmm. They
0: spend hours on a few songs, and they they think to themselves, well, this isn't making me any money. I could be taking a second job right now to make money. Yeah. I just don't have time for this.
1: 100%. Yep. That's a very real thing. Yeah. I know so many people who just, like, gave up making music because it wasn't profitable enough. And it's not because they're greedy, but it's because, like, when it comes you down to, to it, yeah, it's either, like, literal starving artist or, like, yeah, I gotta, like, do DoorDash for 20 hours this week on top of my regular job, you know?
0: It's it's absurd that we people even have to work more than one job just to barely survive. It's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, and I think, I do think a lot of beauty comes from, I'm not gonna say, like, my brain, when I think about, like, for instance, like, Maslow's... Um, hierarchy of what is a hierarchy of needs. The hierarchy of
0: needs, yeah. Yeah.
1: So when I think about that, I naturally want to be like, well, if we could all like ascend past, you know, the base level of like getting our physical safety needs met, then maybe we could like focus on more things like creativity and expression. But at the same time, when I do that, I realize that I'm kind of disqualifying people who have been in survival mode from Being able to access creativity, which I think is, like, too much of a generalization because I do think a lot of cultures that, you know, are still in poverty or still, you know, don't have security still produce a lot of beauty and, like, a lot of, um, like, wealth culturally and, like, creatively. So, I'm not – I don't know. It's not like a – Well, no,
0: I get what you're saying. Let's take it back to the very beginning. Like, even the cave people Mm -hmm. who – didn't have any of the modern technologies we have. Mm-hmm. Who had to spend most of their time hunting for food and berries, right? And were constantly concerned about survival. They even had time to be creative, like cave paintings. Uh, they were, there's examples of cave, of, well, cave people might not be the correct term. Uh, Neanderthals, early humans. Mm-hmm. There's examples of them playing sports. There's examples of them uh, killing mammoths not for food but for fun because they'll see the carcass hasn't been fully eaten mm. and there's examples of all kinds of things they did that was beyond survival even when survival was like their primary thing to do
1: right i even think about um like my aunts uh my ancestors are the Acadians, which are like now they're um like the french like they kind of they were like displaced like so much throughout history and they were really just peasants for most of time when they were in like france you know in europe mm-hmm. and um now they're uh like the Cajuns, like um and the french canadians or some french canadian they migrated up there and stuff but like uh yeah they they did not have an easy time but they like prioritized like music and art even though a lot of their existence was just like yeah. Being like moved from one place to another by one oppressive government or whatever, like you know, yeah. and, like, and so that I wasn't think...
0: that Go wasn't ahead. just like a an individual thing. That was a societal thing at large. Where the people were like, okay, look, I know times are tough, but we have to find time uh, to get to focus on these things because otherwise, we'll end up with a population full of angry, miserable people, and you know, angry people with no prospects do crazy things.
1: Mm, yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, once again, it's like, man, we just keep circling it back. It's like a whole suffering, you know, it's a whole suffering thing I think can really lead to a lot of beautiful, unique forms of expression. Um, so, and then that gives purpose and that, you know, wandering or exile or whatever, you know, the yeah. exile of the soul or of your actual body. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's interesting because I do have those conflicting ideas of, like, I really value watching oppressed people, like, find that voice. But I still am, like, you still shouldn't have to be oppressed at the same time, like, you know? Yes, yes. <laughs> so. uh,
0: there's, a, there's an argument that if people weren't poor, uh, then I've heard that same argument, that if people weren't poor and struggling, then, then no one would uh, have any inspiration. It's like, well, I... well first of all, Let's take a look at another version of society, uh, an example of a place where people aren't struggling because you don't have to be struggling in order to have inspiration.
1: Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think. (sighs) Yeah, I don't know. I think it's like. Maybe it's like uh, not a respecter of persons to some degree, but I don't know. I'm don't still know. mulling over that one for we sure. Figure that one out. Yeah, in I mean, 20 years is, or so. Yeah, life is full of like it is, but it isn't, but it is, but it isn't, and it's, um, I think probably like that middle space is the, the more like accurate or maybe close to it. I'm not sure. I'm not well, a moderate just to be clear, but yeah.
0: <laughs> that's good. We won't have no centrists on this podcast. Amen. But um, we were talking earlier about how it's the same people and the same families entertainment, mm-hmm. and that made me think about politics specifically american politics yeah uh, let me just uh, list off a few names some i like more than others but mm-hmm. uh mitch mcconnell nancy mm-hmm. pelosi joe biden uh bernie sanders mm. and one of those i really like so oh, i'll I guess think, which one <laughs> i
1: think we're on the same page there bud
0: all of these people uh have different approaches mm-hmm. and they've all been in government longer than either of us have been alive (laughs) right and there's other people that i could name too but i don't really see the value in a government ran by octogenarians who have been (laughs) in power for about double the time that me and you have been alive
1: (laughs) yeah i mean i think at that point you probably have just no matter like how hard do you try? I can't imagine that being that far removed from like actual real people is like like you you're gonna lose your perspective at some point I think exactly. inevitably like, like
0: it's inevitable These people are so far removed hmm like even if you go back in time forty years ago to when they first started out there's that's that was like what the nineteen seventies the nineteen eighties that time period the issues that were concerning then have changed significantly yes society has changed significantly yeah but you have people in power that are still living and acting as if there has been no change
1: right uh yes also yes yeah i it just it upsets me too because um i am very distracted sorry wait uh Yes, I'm sorry. That's I hope okay. you can edit this part out. Yeah, my I'll dad's outside, out. and i was just like literally completely lost my train of thought. Um, yeah, I think you're right. Also, that politician, you like, was Mitch McConnell, right? That was oh the
0: yes, he's my I, I have a poster of Mitch Daddy, on my wall right Daddy now,
1: Daddy Mitch. Mm. Oh
0: gosh, that's disgusting. <laughs> Not even his wife says
1: that. She's like, (laughs) she just like sleeps in an entirely different wing of their giant house, probably. (laughs) Oh, man. Reminds me
0: of that um, Borat movie with uh, what's his face. I've never seen Borat.
1: (gasps) You've never seen Borat?
0: No, I'm behind the times. I know.
1: Oh, no. I think you would like it. I probably
0: would. Yeah. Yeah,
1: it's good. It's good stuff. In conclusion, um, that's how all good papers end. Yes, Uh...
0: you know, I remember (laughs) my paper writing career. I would start off my conclusions with, based on the, uh, what did I say? It was something really generic and presumptuous.
1: Like, based on the evidence provided here in this paper, we can conclude (laughs) that I am right.
0: As previously (laughs) mentioned in the, the oh yeah. As mentioned in the preceding paragraphs.
1: Oh my gosh. That's just like the longest ass way to say it in conclusion.
0: (laughs) As the preceding paragraphs have shown.
1: Oh no. And your paper, like your professor's just like rolling their eyes into another dimension.
0: The best feedback. Oh, my personal favorite feedback I've ever gotten from a professor was, and I quote, very interesting and it wasn't controversial it was a different word uh what was it it wasn't controversial it was provoking there ah, it was for like very, very interesting and provoking opinion
1: hmm. Hmm. i love that I can tell put a lot of effort into that also she's <laughs> <laughs> like you put it this much effort i put this much effort so now <laughs> we're even
0: yeah well thank you so much for being on the show
1: I yeah oh wait so how do we conc- uh
0: do you I want think to act- keep I, I think that was it
1: oh was it yeah i was we- us talking about concluding was the conclusion
0: uh unless you have any final thoughts <laughs> in conclusion how to be more creative quit your job
1: <laughs> quit your job walk the streets alone get uh, a giant
0: poster of mitch mcconnell and play <laughs> to it every night <laughs>
1: Oh Mitchie Poo <laughs> <Give laughs> Please him, uh, bless me
0: Give him offerings of turtle soup And skin <laughs> oh cells
1: Turtle <my> <laughs> soup <laughs> Why does that make so much sense For no reason <laughs> Unless it has a reason I don't know But he just looks like a turtle Exactly Yeah <laughs> Oh
0: man
1: what was This making- was fun Yeah this was fun I actually really enjoyed this A lot Awesome